All right, we're live. How's it going, Don? Oh, it's going fantastic. Thanks, Nathan. Good to have you this morning. We just caught you from, what did you say? You were at another, another, another yeah, I was doing a webinar, right? Exactly. Just teaching uh, real estate investors how they can legally reduce their taxes almost to zero and get a hundred percent asset protection as a bonus. Well, let's look. I love, um, that's why I have you on here. I think you'd be a valuable asset. So investors drive nation. If you're tuning just in, we have Don Thornton, um, a tax ex exit strategy tax expert. He's going to explain how he, you can protect uh, your, your assets that you have and how to pay less money in taxes. And honestly, that's what we all want, right? I mean, I'm sure the demand is high. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got to pay taxes. I mean, you can't get away from it, right? You almost can with well, this strategy almost. Well, there you go. I guess <laughs> if you can, I, I, you're the guy that knows how, right? Right, exactly. Go to InvestorThrive.com right now to check out some of our free training on how you can make money as a real estate investor or schedule a time with me so we can chat about our mastermind mentorship and how we can help you learn how to wholesale nationwide and grow your business. Tell us kind of like a little bit, a little intro, short intro of who you are uh, so people that are tuning in can kind of get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Uh, like I said, my name is Don Thornson. I have a 20-year real estate investor veteran. Uh, my, I guess my uh, uh, niche, if you want to call it that, has been short sales. I Frankly, I lost track of how many short sales I flipped in 20 years. I think it was at least north of uh, 3,000. And it was a great, great business. And then there's this thing called COVID. I don't know if you heard about that or not, but... Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no when when the um you know when when COVID hit it shut down the, the foreclosure uh proceedings for 18 months here in Florida where I'm based. Mm -hmm. And it was like wow, that's that's crazy. And then you know, luckily, I mean I, I've it's not the first time I've ever been through a um you know a situation where you had to a challenge where you had to find you know creative solutions and so forth. And so you know, we we've, we've we've done really well having to do a little things a little bit differently, not just relying on the foreclosures being filed in the courts every month. Right. And it really kept me, I mean, really brought to the forefront forefront how important it was to make sure that my profit bucket wasn't leaking out, right? Because when, when times are tough, that's when you really start to notice how much you're actually paying out to Uncle Sam. <laughs> I, you know, before, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it was like, it was a little bit of arrogance on my part. I'm going to have another deal coming in. You know, I got two or three deals. I'll, I'll cover the tax stuff in two or three deals and everything else is mine. And mm -hmm. I didn't care that I was spending, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year sometimes or more on my taxes because it was like, well, you know, it's, it's four deals. And, but of course, when you realize that your income is now going down, you start to think to yourself, well, I don't want to give away two or three or four or five deals a, a year to pay uncle Sam. What's he doing for me? Really? Yeah. For sure. yep. No, I agree. I mean, you, you definitely don't want to work three or four houses just to give it away. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like it's like having this uh, partner that uh, doesn't provide any value to me and mm -hmm. I'm having to just, you know, shell out the cash every month. So it was kind of one of these things where, you know, it's in 20 years, what has been so amazing to me in real estate, if you accept the fact that you you the creative solutions are not the exception or the norm. And you always have to be open to what the universe gives you, if you want to call it that. And I met someone that told me about this. I had known him previously in different mm -hmm. ventures. He's also a real estate investor. And he said, Don, you got to look at this. And and I wasn't going to, ah, you know, whatever. I don't want to do it. Yeah, and it's he, just something else to you at that Yeah, time. yeah. You know, someone else is going to pitch me something. And and what 
for me, prime rib changed my life. Prime rib? Prime rib, because he said, come over for Thanksgiving. I said, eh. he goes, I'm making prime rib. And I said, really? Okay, that I'll changes, go. That changes a lot of people's lives, you know? That'll get them over there. I went over there eight hours later. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. This is amazing. I'm going to do this. And so I'm very proud to announce the very first uh, year uh, anniversary. Yeah. I've got, um, uh, I mean, uh, you know, they, I go to the accountant and the accountant says, uh, well, you didn't, no tax, no taxes this year. Just pay wow. my fee and that's it. And I was like, yes. And that's it the first great. time, would you say like, well, not the first time, but you've been investing for a while. Like you've been paying taxes pretty much probably the whole yeah. time. Like too much taxes. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my, the first year I broke through in 2004, I went from, you know, barely making it living, you know, supplementing my, my diet on, on seven 11 big bite hot dogs and Slurpees <laughs> on my gas card yeah. to, to making almost a million dollars in 2004. And so from then on, it was just like, you know, I guess I was, I was putting that money out. So it was the first year where I was able to, you know, le you know, legally not have to pay the taxes. I, I converted all that ordinary income that I was paying 32% on mm -hmm. to permanently tax deferred passive income. And so I brought, I was able to bring my pre-tax net income down so low that there were no taxes to be owed. That's amazing. And, and if you don't mind, I think people that are watching, uh, we'd like to kind of see your journey because 20 years is a long time. Like, have you right. been just a, a fix and flipper or like what kind of real estate investing have you been in, in that time period? Short sales, short sales. That's All it. short sales. Okay. All short sales. Even, even throughout like a uh, last no, five. I mean, no, let, let's put it this way. Okay. I, I've done my share of subject twos, right? Mm -hmm. I've done my share of fix and flips because not all foreclosures are upside down. So when I got those kind of deals, I would do what you normally do. Take a subject to do a quickly rehab on it. You know, I call it putting lipstick on a pig and mm -hmm. get, it, get it out there, you know, and, and just flip, flip, flip. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's what I did a lot of those. And so, uh, but I mean, the focus was on the short sales. That stuff was almost was secondary. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, like the other options. You mean like is that is yeah. that what you mean like subject twos and, and yeah, I never did lease options. I mean, pretty much it was just lease. I mean, the only only thing that I did to supplement my income when when uh, the the uh, foreclosure moratorium was uh, announced was that I reactivated my real estate agent license and I would I would list some of those through my company and I would make I would just if they because I'll be honest with you, I probably overlooked a lot of opportunities in this uh, red hot market. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't trust the 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 crash, and is it going to crash? I don't know. A market correction's coming, and I'm just very very. I know too many people in 2008 that lost their shirts because mm -hmm. they, they weren't being cautious. Yes. And and you know you have. To, I decided I want to be cautious, and so mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a hit on my income, and I'm going to protect everything that I have, and I'm not going to you know risk that. And so I can supplement the investing side with commissions for people who don't want a cash offer. Like, okay, I'll list it for you. You know, you know, give you a reduction on your on your uh, uh, commissions or whatever. And that that's that's been a winning strategy. But um, yeah, so I mean, from real estate side, that's what I was doing. But I was always interested in short sales just because the idea that I can create equity and profit just from negotiating, risking no money, was for me like this is the most brilliant investing strategy I ever heard of. Do, do so, you? Um 
I know no one can tell foretell what's going to happen with the market. There's a bunch of different perspectives, but what do you, do you feel like short sales are coming back or? I do. Yes. We're already, it, it depends on the market where you're at. I know here in Florida, we're already starting to see, uh, you know, declines in the values. Now the, mm -hmm. the, the challenge that I have as a short sale specialist is that I can see what's happening now with the market. The banks are not going to start seeing it until eight months after it starts to happen. Because that's so, when they get the properties, right? That's when they start seeing, okay, yeah, they're they're always about six to eight months behind. Okay. Well, that's what happened in 2006 to me when um, I didn't close a single deal in 2006. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really the biggest danger point I had in my career was they just, I was, once once the market started to go down, it went down so fast that by the time I, I negotiated a, a killer discount, by that time, it wasn't a killer discount anymore. You know, so I had to wait it out till it bottomed out. Now, do I think it's going to be that way this time? No, uh, there's no toxic mortgages out there, yeah. you know, and we've recovered since, since, since uh, COVID the, we, you know, most of our employment has, is, is recovered. So you don't have the massive unemployment that we had, you know, in, uh, after uh, COVID hit really bad. Right. So economically speaking, I don't see a reason why that we should crash. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of properties that were bought way too high, and that correction is going to happen. Yes. Well, the people that 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 finance them with 100% financing or FHA or whatever, they're the ones that are going to get hit, and they're yeah. already going to get hit because they didn't put any money down and don't have right. any equity. Yes. Okay. They're always the ones that get hit first. Yeah, and I'm sure there's quite a few that's happened over the last two years or mm -hmm. so. So let's kind of get into, um, so you, you met with this guy for prime rib. Was yes. this, how long ago was this? Oh, a year and a half, I guess. Something like that. And this is when it, it, it the light sh shined on you and you yeah. just saw the light. Is that, is that right? Yes. Okay. So after, you know, he showed you this and you're all in, what, what was the, what, what else happened? What was like the next step after that? Well, I invested in it. I've been, I, I you know, the, the whole thing is how is, is the, the tax reduction is done by buying a beneficial trust. We call it the, the actual name of the trust is, and it's a mouthful. It is a uh, non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary, spendthrift trust. <laughs> and wow. The reason why you say that said that way is because each component of that name has a different uh, advantage that you get from other trusts. And there's trusts out that are out there that are revocable. There are some that are irrevocable, but they're not spendthrift. The way these things work together makes it a unique trust that gives you, first of all, 100% asset protection. It cannot the trust cannot be penetrated uh, except if they can prove that you were doing fraudulent activity. Other than that, they can't get it. I mean, it's 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 protection enough to where, if you do get sued by somebody, as soon as that gets in front of the judge and your attorney or you yourself tell the judge that this is a spendthrift trust, um, is going to say, well, you can't sue it. That's literally how mm -hmm. how deep in the vault you have your assets. But the most exciting thing for me was because you know I don't really hold properties. I don't have a, a big rental portfolio. I was I've been a you know, basically a short sale negotiator, not negotiator, uh, investor and flipper all these years. I just flip. So for me, it was not, the asset protection was less important to me than the tax advantages. But this trust has unique tax advantages that come into play when it works in concert with another entity. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So, but you have to have this this beneficial trust. I'll say that for the sake of oatmeal in my mouth with that name of that trust. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. official trust. So when I have that trust, I'm going, 
you know, you as a, as a uh, client, you're going to sell all of your assets, personal and business into the trust. And the trust is going to give you a demand note for the value of those assets. Okay. Wow. And this is done because you don't want to create a taxable event on the sale and get caught with capital gains. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So this helps with capital gains as well. Uh, beginning yes even more so once we get into it so once you have once once the trust is created and you're named the trustee of the trust and you and all the assets that you own you used to own are now in the trust you have total control of those that's what the word discretionary means mm -hmm. trustee has discretion 100 discretionary uh power over what how what the trust does with those assets and 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 make all the decisions so now I own, I mean, I control my assets, but I no longer own them, which means they can't come after me for anything, you know, and I can't come after me as a trustee. They can't come after my assets because they now are owned by this trust that has a hundred percent vault that they can't penetrate. Okay. That's a good idea. So now uh, I need another entity to be able to create the tax reduction on a massive scale. Now you can do that with a LLC. Or you can do it with a business trust that we also sell. The business trust is better because everything is in that uh, vault of asset protection. If you do it through an LLC, you get the tax advantages, but anything having to do with that LLC does not have any asset protection. That's the trade-off. So uh, you know, having two trusts is a little bit more expensive, but I tell people if you can only afford the one, get the one, and then when you start making those, when you start saving that money on a grand scale then you'll have the money to be able to buy that additional trust and maybe lock it all down with the asset protection. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to do is the beneficial trust with, with me as a trustee, we're going to get a 90% uh, limited partnership in that LLC. I'm going to talk about the LLC for right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the, so that, so then I personally have 10% of that LLC, the beneficial trust has, 90% of, of the of the stock or we're going to call it in that LLC, right? That's really important. I'm, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. So now, now that I got the LLC over here, it doesn't have any assets from which to generate revenue because my assets are in the beneficial trust. So as trustee of the beneficial trust, I am going to lease those assets over to the LLC, which will allow my LLC to operate my business as normal. Short, you know, find find people in foreclosure, negotiate short sales, flip them, generate revenue like I would normally. Okay. Right. Well, at the end of the year, just like normal, we're gonna we're gonna deduct all the expenses that we can, hundred percent. So let's say, for example, that if I have a million dollars, one point five million dollars of of uh, gross revenue, mm -hmm. I deduct everything, and that brings my pre tax net income down to a million dollars. Okay. So now, it, before, IRS is going is to charge me ordinary income is of 32%, which is a huge chunk of my, my uh, income. I've worked hard to make this money. I don't want to give 32% to the IRS. Of now let's say, for example, that if I, that if I bought, uh, if, I, if I'm going to sell property that, that's going to create a capital gains event, a taxable event for me, then what happens is that, um, you know, normally I would do a 1031 exchange or do something like that to try to mitigate those or defer those taxes. Right. Well, I don't have to worry about those anymore because with this strategy, 
There are no more capital gains. They are deferred in perpetuity. I never, ever have to do a 1031 exchange again. They are like the dodo bird. They are extinct. And when this when this strategy gets around to more and more investors, it's going to go. People what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Go like they'll they'll change the amount of people. Why would you want to go through, jump through all those hoops and pay people, to, you know, uh, tax uh, specialist and have your qualified person that, that you know it's gonna, the money's going to go through on on the buy and sell side of it? You don't need it. You just buy and sell as normal, and because the tax advantages with this trust, you don't pay them. They're deferred in perpetuity. You never pay ta capital gains taxes again, ever. Wow. Yeah, so that's I mean, honestly, this sounds I'm not going to lie. This is a lot. We're going to be true. Right. But that's not it, Nathan. Let me finish. Oh. Let me finish. OK, all right. so that's just the capital gains side. All mm -hmm. right. So now we have remember, we've got a million dollars of pre-tax income. So we leased the assets from the beneficial trust over to our LLC. Right. Well, the IRS will allow up to 70% of the pre-tax net income to be used as a lease payment for those for the for those assets, right? So we've got a million dollars in pre-tax net income. 700,000 of that is going to go over to the beneficial trust. Yes. Which is going to lower our pre-tax net income down to 300,000. Wow, okay? Now you're cooking, now you're cooking. Okay, we're going to cook some more here, all right? <laughs> so now, remember how I told you that when we set this up, that the beneficial interest is a 90% limited partnership in the LLC? Mm -hmm. Well, they need to get paid for their equity position, right? So 90% of that remaining 300000 is going to go over as a K-1 distribution at, for, you know, for, for their equity stake. So now $270,000 of that uh, uh of the $300,000 $300, pre-tax net income is going over the K-1 distribution. Now our poor little LLC only has $30,000 pre-tax net income for you to uh, calculate how much you owe on your taxes. Now, Nathan, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think that you're going to pay more or less taxes from three hundred from $30,000 as from a million? That's a guarantee. Yeah. That's you're going to pay less yeah. for sure. Meanwhile, we have converted... $970,000 of your pre-tax net income into permanently deferred passive income. You'll never pay taxes on that. So you've, you've taken this active ordinary income that would be taxable normally, and we've moved almost all of it over to the trust, which uh, can defer in perpetuity any passive income that comes into its uh, bank account. So when you say perpetuity, what, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Forever. Forever. Okay. So as long as that trust exists, it will, those taxes will never be paid. Wow. I mean, that just sounds too good to be true, to be honest. Forever. Uh, there's a there's a guy named Grant Cardone. He's kind of an up-and-comer in the real estate investing business. He uses this strategy. I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> he uses it. Um, so how how many trusts would you need to get? Would you just need one? Or how many trusts would you need well, to get to really protect it yourself? On, it depends on what you want. Okay. Like I said, I call the beneficial interest, excuse me, the beneficial trust with the LLC. I call that as the halfway pregnant strategy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything that's in the beneficial trust is 100% uh, protected. Right. Okay. But the LLC is not. So it can be targeted, it can be sued. Uh, you know, there can be seizure orders on future income. All that, that is vulnerable 
on a on an asset protection side. To to do it the best way is to instead of doing an LLC, you would use a business trust, and then it's all like the same the same dance between the two companies. That's still there. It's just the business trust gives you 100% asset protection as well, so it's all locked down. It just honestly depends on what you want to do and, and what your like, investment. Yeah, so it sounds like if you want to do it right, you need to get the um, the, the first trust. What did you call the first one? The beneficial trust. Beneficial trust, and you need to get a business trust. That's not is yeah. that right. You need, so you need for to- a lot of for a lot of investors who are you know maybe they're not they're not just starting out, but they they're doing okay, but they're not you know for them because. It's fifteen thousand dollars for a beneficial trust. That's a one-time investment. Uh, if you want both, it's thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, that thirty, that extra twenty is a little bit of a stretch. So what I what I advise people is, look, you know what? Do what you can do. At least the very minimum, get the beneficial trust. At least your personal assets are are protected, your business assets are protected, and you're vulnerable vulnerable on the LLC side. But once you start making those. Um, uh, you know, th- those tax savings that we just talked about, then you'll be able to buy a business trust. But if you have the funds, get both. Yes. Yeah, so basically give it, wait in a year, maybe to see those savings to, to afford the yeah. other one. So right. $15,000, is that for including your guys's fee to set it up? Or is that just what it costs? Uh, that's what it costs. It also, you also get an entire year of unlimited consultation with our company as well as the the CPA firm that we use uh, that that helps uh, with our helps our uh, um, clients mm-hmm. and so they'll help you set it up make sure that you do the assets correctly and and they'll also train your tax person to be able to to do what you're doing now with the trust make sure it's all done correctly that's included in the price the first yeah year. you, you want to make sure that you know whoever you use doesn't blow it up right <laughs> right yeah. exactly because you see like, the thing is is that if, if you've seen the illustration, the whole thing is designed to never create a, a taxable event. Mm-hmm. And that's why in with the special status the trust has, and it's 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 codified especially for IRS code 643. You can look that up if you want, these mm-hmm. types of trust. Uh, you know, they there have been over 10,000, at least 10,000 tax returns that have been done on this trust and this this uh, strategy. Not one time has it ever been audited. Not one time. They don't want to mess around with that trust. Even 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 when people have messed around and not done it correctly, mm-hmm. the IRS has come at them to get the money that was a taxable event, but they've never once said this trust is bogus because it, it's it's in it's in their code six forty three. Is there a is there a possibility that like you you get everything set up in your beneficial trust and your business trust, and then you know five years down the road they're like this is too good, guys, we're gonna change it. Is that is that possible? No, these trusts have been around for hundreds of years. In fact, they had their origins in uh, Henry VIII's time uh, back in uh, jolly old England, oh, and wow. uh, they were taken to uh, you know the colonies, uh, and then of course they stayed with us. and And the very first Supreme Court ruling about this was done in eighteen ten, believe it or not. So and there have been a number. There have been a number of court cases, decisions, and so forth that have stated that because of the special nature of this trust, that uh, it's it's been here for since the dawn of, the, of our country. It's not going away. And you got to remember too, how many rich people are using this? You think they're gonna, you know, they think they're gonna just, uh, you know, they, listen, Congress people in Congress, they all have this. That's one of the ways they say that's one of the ways they can get around uh, financial or, or uh, campaign issues and so forth, because they 
they have total anonymity. They can the money can come in and they, they have plausible deniability. They don't I know what you're talking about. I'm a you know some wow. go, I'm a trustee. So you know, is there a certain amount of income that someone should be making before they where where it becomes um, beneficial at this? Because I'm sure if you're you don't make enough, it it probably cancels out or doesn't make sense. Is is there a certain amount of income? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it depends on what your priority is. If if you want the asset protection, mm-hmm. then the investment's worth it. From a tax perspective, you know, if you're make if you if you're paying 10, 15, I would say that's the minimum that you'd want to be paying for it to to make sense. Uh, but it's up to you. I mean, it, it makes it, you know, but I mean, I listen, I have, I have business owners that are coming to me. I had two yesterday. One was a construction company. One was a, was a pressure washing company and one made, uh, you know, it was 400, was, it had like four, $40,000 tax bill off of like 400,000, uh, net income. That would you make know, it so crazy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I would say in general, 10 to 15, maybe. Uh, but for if you want the asset protection, just get it. If you have the funds, invest in it and make sure you lock down your assets. So when we talk about asset protection, a lot of the people that invest in Thrive Nation are new new to investing. What is, mm-hmm. what are we prote- getting protected from or what are they getting protected from? Someone falling on their property and seeing yes. them? Like, what, what, uh, yes. what are uh, I would say the slip and fall scams, number one, mm-hmm. uh, predatory lawsuits. Uh, you know, and like I said, for me, I always held a $2 million liability policy during my, the, the existence of my company specifically for that, because I wanted the protection in case someone was going to try to sue me. And, you know, I was sued once and I think it was like 2011. And mm-hmm. even though they had no grounds whatsoever, I still had to pay $8,000 to my attorney and I had to fight it for two years. And that was a pain in the patootie. I don't have to worry about that anymore. In fact, I, I let go of my liability, my liability uh, policy because I don't need it anymore ridiculous yeah, yeah and honestly i've heard that you know the more you get in real estate it's not um if you'll get sued it's when yes it's as you as you keep going because people are going to see you know you have live you have assets and they're i guess that's they come for you i don't you know target you absolutely become a target and you know if you're if you have wholesalers on your team you know people don't realize that even though you don't have a physical asset because you're just basically trading paper right you're just assigning uh-huh. a contract you got a seller that could be mad at you if they say, you know what? I didn't really understand that, you know, even though I have, you have documents, they can still sue. Yeah. They can, anyone can sue about anything. Like, yeah, exactly. So even wholesalers need to protect their company from those types of, of situations when you've got, you know, three people, three entities involved in a transaction where, you know, you're in the middle of it and you can do this strategy, get your asset protection. You're, you're, you're doing it through your trust. And now you can feel much better because they're not going to come after you for that because they can't. Yeah, no, that's it's for sure. Um, let's see what else. Uh, what, is there anything else you wanted to cover or do you still have, or, or can I ask some more questions? Please go ahead. So um, if someone doesn't, is a wholesaler and doesn't get assets, right, that they need protection, they just have their LLC and they just, mm-hmm. I guess, trade paper or whatever, assign oh. the paperwork. Um, where, um, I guess like, does this protect? So this it doesn't doesn't just protect homes that you own or, or oh, things. It protects your LLC. Business and you personally. Your business if and you, you. If you if you have a trust and you put your offer into uh, the seller for your price through your trust, and then you you sell your your um, you sign your your contract to your in buyer, and you're going to make fifteen thousand dollars. Well, remember that. 
you can go into it feeling really confident, knowing that if it blows up and this starts to, it goes bad, you're good. So it's the ultimate protection for your business. LLCs yes. are, I mean, that's what most people start with, but this is like the, the ironclad, like. Yes. Yes. And, and remember they can, get in, the, the, this trust is based on contract law that's, that is guaranteed in the constitution. And it has special, it has a spendthrift provision. That means that the legislature, Congress, state, local, city mm -hmm. council, whatever, they cannot, they cannot, uh, get involved in a contract between two entities. It's already been ratified by the Supreme Court and other court decisions. So uh, whereas the LLC, S-Corp, land trust, those are all creatures of the legislature. And what the legislature creates, the legislature can amend or take away, right? Wow. So, you know, you don't have any protection with an LLC. People think they do. You mm -hmm. don't. We have an attorney that works with our company now. He's also a client. And he, he became a client first and they came on as on a consultant basis. And I've talked to him a couple of times and he said, you know, my, I made so much money cracking supposedly impenetrable uh, mazes of trust and LLCs and holding companies. He says, there's nothing uncrackable. So I can't, I can't crack this one. And so that's so, what I learned it. Yeah. Cause I've, I've heard that holding companies um, like ho holding your LLCs and is that what it's called? Holding company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, holding multiple LLCs like that protects your privacy and you. But you're telling me not not as much. Somebody who really wants to go after you can get you. Interesting. Yes, and I heard that from, a, from an attorney who specializes in going after those kind of things for, to sue. Wow. Yeah. I, that's wild. You know, because there's a lot of companies that, uh, you know, promote that, obviously. Yes. You know, yes. So is this a strategy that, um, you know, a lot of CPAs, a lot of people know about? No, they don't. And you got to remember, uh, well, I didn't talk about this, but one of the, another benefit about this strategy is that you no longer have to take title to all your properties in a separate LLC or a land trust or whatever. And you know, I was talking to, um, I forget who it was, but it was, a, it was an investor. I think he had something like 1,100, 1,200 doors. And he said, my gosh, he says, I'm spending $35,000 a year just on filing fees and accounting stuff, you know, cause everything's set up and accountants love those systems. Attorneys love those systems. because That's how they get paid. Right. Yes. So this system means that you can take title to as many properties as you want. One entity, one tax return. That's it. And so that's the, uh, the trust, correct? Yes. The, the beneficial trust. Yes. Beneficial trust. Okay. Yeah. So you, so basically, um, in my experience, most CPAs, don't know about it, or if they do, they're not going to promote it because it it, 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 it reduces their income. Yeah. Instead right? of being able to give you pitch on multiple LLCs and, mm -hmm. you know, gets you in one. So 15. So if let's say someone on here, uh, investor dive is like, man, I got to get that. I got to protect myself and I need the mm -hmm. tax savings. What's the next step for someone like that? Contact me. We'll get on a zoom. We'll go over the, the procedure. It's very simple. Uh, we just got to do fill out an application. It's very simple about what you want the name to be, who you want the trustee to be, who you want the beneficiary to be, and who you want to be what they call the grantor. Because this is a non-grantor trust, which means I, if I'm going to be trust, I mean, if I'm going to be trustee of, a, of the trust, I cannot set the trust up because that, that that that's called a grantor trust, which gives you no asset protection at all. So mm -hmm. someone has to set the trust up, 
name me as a trustee, and then that person resigns, and then I'm the trustee of the trust that's its own entity, where I'm just the okay, trustee. So they have to name someone that's going to do that. Okay. Yes. Yes, that's all. That's we always that wife or friend or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, someone you trusted, and all, literally all they do is just set it up, and then they they resign, and that's wow. it. And then you become trustee of the trust. And that's it. And, and then, you, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and do you pay? Like, how does the payment work? As far as buying the trust? Yeah, getting everything set up. Is it like why a one time? The, why are the company? Why are the, why, why are the money? The, I mean, you fill out the application. Everything is approved which takes about a few days. It doesn't take very long at all. And then wire the money in. And within a week, you've got that trust book that's delivered to you. And that's, that's how you, you run everything through that book. So how would it work if someone has, let's say seven companies, would they be able to put all those yes. quickly in, in this trust or does it take time? You don't put the companies in the trust. You put the assets. The into assets. The, okay. You sell the assets to the trust. And then that's how it works. So the you, and it has to be an it's 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 an irrevocable trust, which means that once you do that transaction of selling an asset into the trust, you can't pull that that asset back mm -hmm. unless the trust sells it back. So okay. that's why it's irrevocable, which is another reason why you get the tax advantages because it's not a revocable trust. So and this is a weird question, but like I'm I'm in a lot of partnerships. I have a business huh? partner. So how does that work if you sell that to the um? the trust and then I pass away. Like does, you know, do we have a, you need to have a, you need to have a trustee successor, a successor trustee. Okay. You always, that's one of the things you need to do is to make sure that something happens to you, that the trustees, you have a trustee chosen to, to take over. Cause remember these trusts are going to last forever. And every 21 years you renew it because you, I mean, the Rockefellers formed their trust in two, or 1914. It's still going. Wow. Right. So you just you just keep handing it down for generations. Hand it down, hand it down the whole time. Exactly. And that's why a couple of things about this. If you put your property or your assets into, let's just say property, if you put your property into uh, the, a beneficial trust and the government tries to do eminent domain on you, you can give them the finger. They cannot force you to sell. Yeah. And also estate tax. You if everything's in your trust, then you know, you never have to when you, there's no inheritance tax. Ever. So you do a lot of people not use trusts when buying a fix and flip property because they're only going to be holding on to it for maybe a couple months or until the flip, flip is done? Oh, like I was using land trust, yeah. Okay. So what what's how would that look like if we let's say we got uh, 90 flips that we do next year, for example, and we do them all through this trust. How does that work? Do you, nothing different? Nothing different. It goes it just goes through the same bank account and you take title with the trust and and it's easy. Why don't why don't more people do this? They don't know about it. Okay, so I haven't I haven't been able to get in front of them yet. <laughs> that's right. Well, you get in front of thousands and thousands of fans right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's really that simple. The biggest thing, the, the biggest challenge that I find with most people is wrapping their head around the simplicity of the strategy. Well, it sounds very simple from what you're telling me. So yeah. there, I mean, I get it. I, if I had to teach it back to you, I might need to listen to it a couple more times. But right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like a, a smart move if, especially if you get asset protection and, um, tax savings. Yes. hundred percent. Now, you know, I do a lot of partnerships in my short sale business. Mm -hmm. That's why a business trust was better for me because, uh, you know, you can't with a beneficial trust, you cannot have, uh, set distributions, right? So that's why you need to have a separate entity to operate the business through, which is the, either the LLC 
or the business trust. But the business trust is much better, you know, to do this. It's better equipped to handle that than an LLC. Uh, and because you can have all these op all the different operating agreements with the different people you're working with, unlimited DBAs, unlimited bank accounts, all that stuff you can do through a business trust that you can't do through an LLC. So what if um you you start this trust and you know you have a falling out with your business partner or whoever is in there just like not death but you're falling out and you want all your stuff out like how does that work my suggestion would be to not have business partners in the beneficial trust okay each one should have his or her own trust mm. and then they have a business trust where they have their operating agreements that are set down in paper and that that uh, you div when when the when the partnership ends for whatever reason, it's all it's like a prenup, right? Yeah. Everything's done through these operating agreements, so that way the assets are not are not uh, in in uh, jeopardy. Okay, so you, if you have let's say ten properties, they're uh -huh. in your uh, your your LLCs that you have partnerships with, they're in the yes. business trust, and that's how everything's done that way. But mm -hmm. the, the properties, the assets are in the the uh, beneficial beneficiary yes. trust, right? Beneficial the beneficial trust. Yes. Beneficial trust. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And, you, and, and how you dispose those properties and everything that's in your operating agreement that is done through the business trust. Okay. But in the business trust, you can have partnerships. It's not like everybody yeah. has to get their own yeah. business. trust, yeah. right. Yes. Right. Because when I, when I, when I JV with people, uh, you know, we have our JV agreements and everything that, that and they have said distribution. So I don't run that through my beneficial trust. It's all through the business trust. So, so who, um, you know, this must, this is just a question about, it must be difficult to educate some people that come in. Do, do your, do your CPAs, do your people you work with, like try to teach them what's going on or do they just do it and just say, hey. no, I mean, that's part of the, that's why, listen, experience has shown that, you know, it needs a year to be able to make sure that all their questions are answered. And yeah. so that's why they, they, they give, uh, they give a year's worth of, of, uh, unlimited consultation to our clients specifically so they can, you know, it's, it's hard to wrap their head around it and, and think about it a different way. I mean, the biggest, the biggest challenge, what that's not the biggest, but one of the challenges is, is stopping, stop thinking about write-offs mm -hmm. and think about if it's a trust expense or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have so much more leeway as a trust expense, as opposed to whether I can write it off or not. And there's just some absurdly amazing benefits you can get. For example, and hey, do you have, do you have children? I don't have any kids yet, but my okay. business partner does. When you have them, okay, mm -hmm. until they're 21, their education is a trust expense, okay? Uh, if you wanted to fly them to Egypt to see the pyramids, uh, that's all education and culture. That is a trust expense. Wow. You, your spouse, the kids, a nanny, whatever, any, the whole crew, fly over there as a trust expense. Try doing that with your with your escort, you know? Writing that off, you know, uh, you know, if you, if you have all your assets in the, in the trust, your, your personal residence, your vehicles, whatever, if they're in the trust, then anything that goes wrong, anything, any expenses of those assets are a trust expense because as trustee, your job is to manage all your assets. So if your water heater breaks, the trust pays for it. You know, you pay for gas. It sounds like you put everything in that bad boy. The only thing you can't do is what they call the three F's food, fun, and fashion. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, and that's, and people say, well, well the expenses, right? Like, you know, food. Yeah. So then what you would do if you're saying to yourself, well, okay, well, I need, how do I pay for that then? Well, 
you remember that demand note we talked about at the very beginning? Mm -hmm. So you pull you pull cash from the demand note that you the value of the assets you sold to the trust. And so I mean you can have a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever those assets were valued at, uh, in a way that they were not a taxable event at the beginning. Then when you say I want 20 grand that you just for fun, food, fun, and fashion, then you pull that from your demand note, and that's also not a taxable event. Wow. So that 20,000 is not taxable. See, it's all designed to never create a taxable event. That's crazy. So I think this is awesome. And I think if someone has multiple LLCs or makes that over a certain amount of income, like it sounds like a no brainer from what you're saying. Yeah. I think the, the worry that I would have is if I did something like this is like training my CPA or getting the right CPA or whoever does my taxes. Uh, I, Cause you can educate me, but I'm not trying to educate my well, tax guy. We do have, you know, a, a CPA firms that we work with that are from that work with the trust and they're familiar with it. And you might want to make a decision to 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 uh, you know move it to someone who's more trust friendly and trust aware. You okay. know? Yes. Where it's not going, where it's not going to be a, a big hassle trying to you know get dinosaurs you know uh, educated on how this yeah. all works. And you're not trying to like educate other people how to do this. I right. mean, I'm sure most people don't even want to think about this. They're probably like, Hey, just set it up. Right. Right. But set it up, and then you can, you can, you, know, you, you set, you know, you, you get it set up, we'll work through it. And, you know, like I said, you can, you can definitely work with uh, these trust friendly uh, accounting firms that we can recommend that work with us closely and say, Hey, you know what? They'll help you set it up and, and make sure everything's uh, done correctly. And you yourself, like you said, it's been about 20 years in real estate investing, but this past year you paid $0 in taxes. How'd that feel? It felt perfect. amazing. That's awesome. Um, can you go back? Like, can you um, like no. go back? Like, okay, so it's only going Can't forward. No. That's what I'm saying for anybody who's thinking about doing this, better do it sooner rather than later because we're in the middle of 2022, right? So yeah. you, what you've earned – up to this point, you really can't do much about it, but you still have time to set this up and you can work it to where, um, you know, you can, um, you know, what the rest of the year will basically be tax free because you will, we would, we would have already paid or about, you know, you've had your income there and you can expense everything out. I mean, I'm not an accountant. I don't, I don't claim to be an accountant, but mm -hmm. you can work it now. If you still do it now, like in the next month or two, you're going to still be able to save, you know, tax or defer permanently most of your taxes that way. But you start getting towards the end of the year, then you're not going to be able, you're not, there's not enough time. So uh, if you want to do it, do it quickly, I would say. Yeah. So, and, and you're saying the, just so I understand people can hear about this. Uh, it's what is the total investment usually for the thousand for a beneficial trust? There's an additional 20 if you want to set it up with a business trust as well. So you're looking at about 35 if you do both and those yes. can be activated probably pretty quickly. It doesn't sound like a there's like a qualification process, like a week, not a qualification, no. but it's not yeah, like no one's going to deny people. No. <laughs> you have to have an EIN number and, you know, social EIN number. That's all you need. If, you, if, you, if you're not a U.S. citizen, you can do it with an ITIN number and uh, you can yeah. do that as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, that's, I mean, that's a lot of good info and I think that's a very valuable thing that you're doing and um, I think that's sweet. Do, I mean, I'd say let's wrap it up unless you got to say anything else. No, I'm good. I guess my the last thing I would say is just, uh, uh, you know, you're going to get pushback from the establishment, you know, CPAs, attorneys, and so forth. They don't the ones that don't know about it. Their their knee jerk reaction is always going to be, I don't know about that. 
you know, because yeah, they like, don't understand it, right? Right, they don't understand it, or they do understand it, and they know that they're going to they're going to lose a client that's going to that provides them revenue. So, uh, but we, you know, you know, reach out to me. I'll get you on a Zoom. Uh, you know, we can get you with our trust specialist if you need to. If you have attorney, you know, questions you want to speak to our attorney about, I can set that up as well. So we want to make sure that you have you can do your due diligence and make sure you're comfortable with the legality and the efficacy of this strategy and the benefits that you're you'll get if you take the plunge. I love it. I love that. So how can they reach out to you? Uh, how can people reach out to you if they're interested in this? Um, I want to put it in the chat or, um, yeah, I mean, I can put it on the chat or a, a link to it. Um, when we put the, um, okay, yeah, I'll give you my, I'll give you my, the, the, the my calendar link. That's probably the best way to do it. And yeah, so um, can I show you something? I think we might be able to work something out. Um, I want to share my screens because we just came out with InvestorThrive.com. Like it, it oh, already okay. existed, but uh -huh. um, we revamped the website. So I, I want to kind of show you um, exactly how I think I could help you out. Um, so at InvestorThrive.com, uh, basically my goal, not only to, to help people succeed financially and in their personal lives, but is to create like a hub. A hub like the investor, like a hub where people can go for information for free to, to invest and um, get information. So, if you go to my website, if you just click on the top right part under uh, free resources, okay, I think I could plug you right in. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. I let me see. Let me just show you what it looks like when it, it looks like it seems to be loading. But yeah, so what what I've done is I've taken specific resources I feel like wholesalers, real estate investors need instead of them having to guess what list service, what LLC service, like what 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 is the best out there. I kind of put it into a format where you know it's like, hey, what CRM do I need? Well, Nate recommends right now already simply Freedom Soft. I've used them. I'm not going to put anything on there that doesn't have my stamp of approval, but. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, um, I wanted to create a place where instead, if you're new or experienced and you just want um, some ideas of where to go to mm -hmm. uh, for the best, any of these services, you can go. So I I, I mean, I, let's chat after this and let's plug you yeah. in. And um, I think, you know, that way people that are interested in tax savings or, or doing things of like asset protection, you know, they'd be able to reach you. So anyway, I'm just excited about the site. So I want to show you and everybody. I think it's great. I'd, be, I'd love to be on there. So yeah, and, and for anybody else on Investor Drive, you can go here. Um, we have a lot of cool tools. We have a free course that you can sign up for um, that teaches you how to uh, get into real estate investing. It's absolutely free. And I'm just trying to give back because I remember when I first started, I didn't know where to go and I had no experience in uh, real estate. So here you go, InvestorDrive.com. But hey, Don, that was awesome. I I, I really appreciate um, your, your, your time. That was really cool to... Uh, find out a little bit about how people can get into the tax savings and um, mm -hmm. asset protection and not stick it to Uncle Sam, you know? Yeah, the, my website is to hell with the IRS, so right to the point. <laughs> well, they're, they're not going to forget. No one's forgetting that, right? Right. Okay. Well, hey, Don, it's great. Um, I'm, we're just going to end this call right here, and hey. then you can stay on. Yeah, um, no problem. In chat, so. Hey, Investor Drive Nation, thanks for tuning in. I, I, I see a lot of people stayed on the whole time, so let's go. Talk to you guys later. Have a great uh, rest of the day. See you guys later.